So it, it is a sign. So people think that, hey, you work at a cannabis company, Freddie, you guys just smoke weed and party all <laughs> No, it is a business like it any other retail business. Welcome to the Brand Brief Podcast, where we discuss the latest trends on the business side of fashion, beauty, entertainment, and the impact of technology on driving brand growth. This podcast is powered by Brand Method Media Group, and I'm your host, Kelly Kelly. Today's guest is Freddie Cameron, Senior Director of Retail Operations for Cookies. Freddie is a retail leader with a robust background in retail and consumer products, with over 20 plus years of experience leading large to mid-sized retail operations with over 10 billion in sales, mm -hmm. combined with companies such as Costco Wholesale, Sam's Club, Walmart, and now the cannabis brand Cookies, where he leads global retail operations and oversees over 100 plus stores worldwide. Cookies was founded in 2010 by Billboard charting rapper and entrepreneur Burner and Bay Area breeder and cultivator Jay. It is the most globally recognized cannabis company in the world. They also offer a collection of over 70 proprietary cannabis cultivators and more than 2,000 products. Cookies also actively works to enrich communities disproportionately impacted by the war on drugs through advocacy and social equity initiatives. Welcome to the show, Freddie. Thank you for having me. Now, you have an extensive resume that mm -hmm. spans multiple industries. Give us just a high level view of like your journey. Oh my God. So, you know, one thing about me, I've always been ambitious, always see myself as doing something bigger in life, right? Retail was, was supposed to be just a quick <laughs> summer job, you know, really? but yeah, it, it just turned into something that like I really enjoyed. Um, so first retail experience was at Costco Wholesale, pushing carts, stocking the shelves, cash register, like all the things that customer facing sort of roles in, inside of a store. And the more I kept seeing how Costco did business, the, the folks behind the scenes that brought products and work with the different suppliers, I just saw a lot of great things that I liked within the space. And it really just decided, like, what? I think it's time to just move through the ranks and just let it be known, like, what I want to do in this company. And I had a lot of great mentors within Costco, um, a lot of great advice, like things you don't learn in a classroom. And this is from my experiences at Costco. And I honestly can say my experiences working at Costco shaped who I am as a leader, as a businessman, and then as an individual man myself, just all the things I've learned within, the, in, within working at, at Costco. So retail operations always been my thing. So did that at Costco, then jumped into the buyer's side, the merchandising piece of Costco, and then left the company, went to work for Walmart, sister company, Sam's Club. But my journey has always sort of elevated every company I've ever worked from big box retail to sort of value sort of discount retail, like a Walmart, Sam's Club, to thrift retail, I had a, a, a stint at the Salvation Army overseeing their operations of retail for the West Coast, probably the largest logistical operation I've ever <laughs> had to run. But thrift stores are, there's some thrifters out there that 
I can find good deals. And I was in charge of all the retail stores and supply chain. But again, my journey has always led me to not just elevated roles, but more sort of leadership capacity where I can actually do a lot more, not just for my team, but customers as well, just overall business. So my journey has always been retail and retail has got me this far in my career. I'm truly blessed. And a, a summer job has now turned into my lifelong passion. And I probably will be in this business until the day I leave this earth. And I love it so much. Wow. Now, I'm sure probably the number one question on everyone's mind is how do you go from Walmart to cannabis? <laughs> <laughs> you know, the one thing I always tell people, if you're doing a great job, they're going to find you, right? So the thing I, I love about cookies and just the, the brief introductions at the very beginning so cookies is in a great place and they recognize talent, great talent when they see it. Obviously, the company is scaling at a very fast rate. And so when I got introduced to cookies, all the conversation I had early on with all the different leaders in the business, it was just like a breath of fresh air, very smart, intellectually stimulating conversation with all the different leaders within the business. And they really, truly do care about not just their customers and patients in, in, in different states, but their employees. And it felt like one big family. And, and that was really what attracted me to the company. I worked at corporate retail, had to wear a suit, slacks, dress shirt, or these guys are hoodies and a tee. And, and they're making very big decisions and billion dollar moves. And it just really made me that much more excited to continue having a conversation, but it was a great fit. Like I learned all the different things from every company I've ever worked. And I felt that if I work at Cookies, take the opportunity, I can apply all the different things I've learned from all the different places. You know, I operate in a servant leadership capacity, so I will jump in and do what I got to do for the benefit of my team and for the business. And that resonates really well in the Cookies environment. Like you have to jump in, wear many hats, my team does it every day. I'm probably the best damn team in cannabis <laughs> entire business. And I'm just being honest, but everything that Cookie stands for, it, it's a part of my belief system as well. It was just a great fit, this overall. And everything I do every day for the benefit of the business to help scale the business, it's just it's just a, truly a blessing to be a part of such a, a great, iconic company you know, in, in, in the cannabis industry. That's amazing. Now you mentioned scale and and the rapid rate of growth. Speaking of that, as the brand expands, how do you strategically approach new markets or demographics? What does that look like for you? Yeah, really, I mean, we are in a heavy regulated industry, so obviously laws have to change. So the one thing I can say, and I'm giving kudos to our president, Parker just does a really great job, like really knowing what's about to take place as far as legislation in various states. So we really have our pulse on sort of that side of the business, the legislative part, the lobbying part. So that would determine where we're going. As a leadership team, we talk about where we think cannabis is going to be fully legal, recreational, uh, or medical, or both. And that kind of determines kind of where we go. But the one cool thing that we also do, I think it's pretty unique for our business. So we have a very successful clothing side as well. So we have not just cannabis, but we have a streetwear brand. So hoodies, backpacks, T-shirts, hats, 
You may see some kids in the suburb wearing cookies products, which <laughs> I love. Everywhere I go, I see, go to the suburb, and I see like a 14-year-old kid with a cookies hoodie. This lets me know that we're doing a great job, right? Whereas parents may not know what, <laughs> what that exactly is. Exactly what that is. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but so for markets where we think it is going to change for the better as far as cannabis laws, we may add a, a clothing store to the market in anticipation of it changing the laws. And then we'll convert that clothing store into a full-fledged uh, dispensary. We did that for our store in New York, where it was a clothing store. Then we convert it into to a, a dispensary. So that's really interesting. But it, yeah. it's it when you say it, it makes sense because you don't yeah. know when these laws are going to change or how that's going to pan out. But you still have to you know be focused on growth. Yeah, exactly. And the thing about our clothing side of business, again, it's just as popular as the cannabis products that we sell. And again, it just really establishes our footprint in a local community. And it's interesting, like we build a clothing store, people just assume that it's going to be <laughs> you know, <laughs> cannabis, which is great, right? Just the love of the brand. And and whether it's a clothing store or a cannabis store, we still get the same amount of love from the, from our customer base. And I would say fans of the brand as well. People literally have tattooed cookies on their body and have shown me. And it's awesome to see that. I've never worked for a company like Walmart or Costco, (laughs) right? Cookies, yeah. Like I'll see that all the time. It's awesome to be a part of a company where the brand is such an iconic representation in the industry to be a part of that. It's just, it makes me feel good just seeing that from our customers. Now, in retail, customers are constantly seeking unique and immersive experiences. How does Cookies innovate its retail spaces to provide those experiences while driving sales and brand loyalty? Because there's clearly loyalty. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, the good thing about our CEO, you know, Burner, uh, you know, I, it really does help this who he is as an individual, just great leader, but he has the music background. So does performances that helps so we can spread the message about cookies to our, our customers. And then also just being a presence really does help. We do really use social media a lot to drive the message about new products, store openings, more technical details, kind of what we're doing. So we really do have a great leader in, in our company, IT leader, who really looks at the industry as a whole, not just, just the, the cannabis side, but just retail. Like, for example, we're looking at sort of how AI can really enhance the, the customer experience. So, for example, we have this role in dispensaries called a bud tender. So the bud tender is bud sort tender. of like, yeah, so there's, they're sort of like your your concierge, right? You walk in the store, our, our guys and girls have a, like an iPad. So they have all the different items that we sell. They can place your, put your order in. But the more customer data that we can collect, the more we can make recommendations. So there's conversations around like AI being able to make recommendations just based on past preferences, sort of things that you may be interested in buying. And we can automatically make those recommendations to you like as soon as you walk in um, to a store. So the, the goal would be using technology to just drive the customer experience to where I only, we like keeping people in our stores a lot longer, but we want them to, to have the, make the basket size bigger. So by using AI to make very detailed product recommendations, we have a lot of products in our stores. So if AI can make recommendations to customers, preferences, 
you know, that is a win for us to really just drive the basket size and then provide a better experience um, to our customer. Because some people walk into a dispensary, let's say it's, it's a new market, somebody that's never been inside of a dispensary. The more information that we can, we can gather from that customer, the second time around, the experience might be a lot better because then there's all those different recommendations that we can provide that particular customer. So that's just some of the the things that we're doing to really improve a customer experience is by incorporating AI into sort of the product recommendations for our customers that come in to the stores. And I can imagine, I've never been inside of a dispensary, but I have been in situations, especially in a retail environment where I'm just completely unfamiliar with even what to ask. So to come from the other side and the brand take ownership of that and say, hey, let's create an experience where we're leading, truly leading them to whatever it is. If they're just curious, if they have questions or if I've been on the other side and it's like, people are like, well, what do you want? I'm like, I don't, I don't even know, man. I don't even know what's going on. (laughs) (laughs) And it can be overwhelming, right? Like, yeah. I mean, like, so when I worked at Sam's club, the one thing I thought was pretty cool. They had this, like this machine, it was called a free machine where you scan your membership card and you got a sample of something, right? So if you didn't know anything about the brand, the screen had information about the product specifically to what's inside the machine. And then you had the ability to try it. So, you know, let's say it's, I don't know, like a, a fruit snack or something that had some sort of benefits of fiber and everything else. So the message on the screen would show that, but then you're also able to try it and that would drive sales for that particular item. The one thing I would educate my staff about when I did work in the big box stores, utilize the website, like just download the app on your phone. So yeah. customers look lost or they have questions and you may not know the answers. Go to the website, read the descriptions, and then you can speak intelligently about <laughs> the items to a particular customer to show them sort of the benefits and some other great things about the items that they're seeking. And then just really drive home the message of like all the different, so let's say a customer tells you they're into health and wellness sort of items, like drive them to that area, but then use the app to drive like new products, conversations and and everything else. I think the big box stores definitely are doing that very well. And I'm seeing a lot more, might be jumping ahead, but a lot more product categories that are in sort of the wellness space and sort of healthy sort of lifestyle products versus some of the sugary sort of things that may not be good for you, but, you know, retailers are using technology to really drive that message of education around the products that they're selling now. Yeah. Speaking of products, I imagine there's continuous innovation in terms of offering and such. Can you share any insights into the development process of new products at Cookies and how you guys identify emerging trends? So we have a really good supply chain team. And then Burner is involved in, in that process as well. So, and there's different categories. There's there's the flower, the probably the more popular category, the actual weed itself. Then you have your pre-rolls. Say you don't want to roll your own weed, you can buy it already. Really? Roll. I did not know that. Yeah. So folks that don't want to get their, their fingers dirty, you can just buy that and, <laughs> and get started doing what you got to do, right? Um, <laughs> Wow. And then, yeah. Then we also have beverages. Then we have edibles. So like your gummies, there's some chocolates that are out there, actual cookies <laughs> that may have cannabis. So 
For our product development, our product roadmap, obviously we use various data-driven tools, like various things that we use internally around what the market is training as far as products, what competitors are doing. And then we just kind of just compile like what are some of those key things that our customers want. And it just really drives the conversation internally. And then from there, then we can not only grow different strains, you know, if we want to increase our our flower category in various markets, uh, but like what we call manufactured goods, like the vapes, vapes are popular. We released a, a dual chamber vape where it's not just one flavor, but it's actually two flavors in one. There's, there is a difference when it comes to the flavor profile. So you get sort of like an extra added sort of benefit of smoking a dual chamber vape, probably one of our most popular vape uh, products in all the category. So innovation is always our, our, our tool and our, our tool belt that we always look for ways to improve something that we release. How do we make it better? And just really use data analytics and customer recommendations to really drive that message home. But we're always sort of reinventing our product categories as we launch new markets. So for example, we will be launching a, a store this year in Louisiana. Louisiana is a very heavy medical market. So it's not recreational. You have to have a card um, to go into a dispensary. But the sort of the demographic customer may not scale younger, maybe a little bit mm. older. So we know based on the older demographic, they're more willing to try maybe limited amount of flour, but they may be more willing to try edibles. So we know we may have to invest more in the edible category market. And those are some of the, the moves being made with our supply chain team right now to ensure that, you know, when we do launch and serve this, this new state, we're going to have a good representation of products for, for that demographic. That's incredible. So it, it is a sign. So people think that, hey, you work at a cannabis company, Freddie, you guys just smoke weed and party all <laughs> no. It is a business like it, any other retail business. And it sounds <laughs> like, as you mentioned, Burner's involved. He's not just, yeah, yeah this is like a, he's he's leading and yeah. that's incredible. Yeah, yes. you don't see he, that often, I feel like. No, you don't, you don't. He's very involved, very creative guy. Obviously being, you know, a musician, this the creative, this, it just spreads down to our products. He names all the, the flowers. Really? Shows. Names every last one of them. That's so cool. So yeah, he blesses the items before it gets to the, <laughs> <laughs> to the market. So I think it's pretty cool that he does that. That is amazing. So before we wrap it up, is there anything else exciting on the horizon that you want to share about the brand? Any new developments in the works? Besides the 20 plus stores are opening up this year. <laughs> 20 plus this year. 20 plus. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So the one thing I can say, like Cookies has been a, a, it's just a great company. My journey is definitely not ending like Cookies. It's just, just going to excel from here. But truly blessed to be a part of, of a company that just, number one, values the products that it sells, right? There's companies that just throws out things, but they don't really stand behind those items. Yeah. We actually stand for everything we put out. There's silver approval. Like I said, Burner looks at everything, he names everything, he proves everything, and it has to go through his sort of rigorous sort of testing process to make sure it's right for the cookies customer. But, you know, my journey in retail, like I always, even now I'll go to the store and I'll see somebody pushing carts and they just look miserable, right? Like I'm that guy, like I'll pick my shopping cart all the way back to the front, yeah. how hard it was 
<laughs> in that job. And I always tell those people, if I do talk to them, like, I used to do what you did, but this is what I do now because I kept I kept my mind open. And then also, I had really great mentors in this space. So even if this is not the career path you want to go in retail, think of this as an opportunity to excel, to do other things and come at it that way. This is something that I tell people to this day. But yeah, retail has been a, been a great experience and just the journey just gets better and better. And blessed again, my team in at Cookies is amazing, very knowledgeable. And remember, I did not come from cannabis. I came from a totally different market. So I had to learn the history, to learn exactly what the industry is about and came in with an open mind. You can't come in as a leader of the department and then just try to change the entire world. You have to listen to your team, get their buy-in and then learn from them. I learn from them every day. I have people on my team that can touch, smell, whatever with cannabis product and tell you if it's bad or good. I don't have that ability. Yeah, I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) But I rely on my awesome team to let me know and then let others in the company know that something may not be up to our standards. And we take that very seriously. So in my capacity, not only to oversee store operations, but design and construction as well. So my team builds the stores, finds the real estate, works with general contractors, all the things that go into building out um, stores and another half of my team puts the store together, gets it open, and then runs uh, the store to it to, to make profitability. So my hands is in so much. So my schedules is sometimes insane. But again, if I didn't have the team that I, I have now, I, I would not be successful here at Cookies. In my role as leader coach is just to make sure that they have the tools that they need to succeed. And because they have the tools to succeed, that's why cookies can scale the way that they are right now and win in the cannabis market. That's incredible. I mean, you just, that's, that's insane. And I, I feel like it's such a unique opportunity of, it sounds like, obviously you guys are working. You wouldn't have the scale if you, if you weren't, but it sounds like a good environment to work in. Like people enjoy their job, which is very rare today. <laughs> um, yeah. But from what I also gather, they can do their job, their systems and processes in place. So I've been in situations where you're you're gung-ho about it, you want to do the best job, but the structure of the company is yeah. not organized. And so then like you're you're reaching these bottlenecks and there's no resolution, and then you start to lose morale. And it's like, well, what the hell am I doing? This ideally on paper was fun, or I believe in the yeah. mission, but the day-to-day, the processes, the leadership, all the things that make a company go, we don't have that, you know? Yeah. So that's that's pretty amazing it, that you guys seem to have it. About, yeah, the good thing about, again, I'm going back to my Costco days, but I learned from them. <laughs> if you recognize or just see a potential problem, like anticipate something going wrong, like nip that in the bud right away. So yeah. even if nobody's perfect, no company is perfect. Yeah, there's opportunities, right? But one thing about me is if I see signs of something I know is is heading into the wrong direction, it's like I feel like I need to bring it back, yeah. back to earth so we can nip this in the bud and move forward. Case in point, there were some opportunities around, I would say around like store openings, right? Like sometimes there's things beyond your control. It could be a, a permit, license that can delay opening. 
So our team just has been working and designing construction for years at different companies like Whole Foods, Apple, Pyology, like different like big brands. So we know the signs of something that may pose a potential risk to a store opening. So I saw some signs in one particular project that, hey, this may not, I don't think we're going to be on track to open on time. But then you raise the alarm right away, work with the different vendors and see are there things that they could do to speed up the process. And by me recognizing the potential risk, we were able to mitigate sort of those issues. And then we did open on time. But okay. if I didn't raise the alarm and, and work with the team to stop that, we would have been in a situation where we've been delayed for months of opening the store. And obviously that's lost revenue, which my boss- Nobody wants that. No, (laughs) (laughs) I have a P&L, right? So (laughs) yeah, we have to make sure that we're always on track. But again, recognize those signs, the behaviors. So if your team, if if you work with people every day and you know how they operate, how they work, and you see something change the behavior, it's okay to ask, hey, man, you good? What's wrong? Yeah. You okay? Check in. Yeah. And I know my team, I do that all the time. So they can tell me, oh, no, I'm good, boss. Nah, something is wrong because your behavior has changed. And so now they're like, my God, how do you know like something's wrong? I just know the, I know you. And then we have an honest conversation. And it's something as simple as, can I have the day off tomorrow or next week? Absolutely, you can. Make sure this, this, and this is done. Or if you're not done, pass it over to this person. But Absolutely. Take whatever time right. you deal with family or whatever. But that's what makes to me not just working at Cookie, but just me as a leader, the ability to do what I do, because I do care about the people I work with, whereas some people is just a slogan. No, I yeah. truly mean what I say when I tell my team that I appreciate everything you all do and thank you. And I try to say that as often as I possibly can. And as a result, they bust their butt every day and make cookies as big and successful as it is right now. That's incredible. Well, that's going to wrap today's show. Thank you to our incredible guest, Freddie Cameron, Senior Director of Retail for Cookies. We'll have contact information for Cookies in the show notes for anyone interested in supporting the brand. If you enjoyed today's episode, please don't forget to like, subscribe, and leave a review. We'll see you next time. Thanks. All right, thanks.